Hi, welcome to another episode on the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I am your host, Nicolette Richet, CEO and founder of The Green Mustache, which is a collection of sweet little cafes that are sprinkled from Whistler all the way down to Vancouver and into Edmonton, where we serve only 100% organic, plant-based whole foods that are unrefined. And that is actually going to be the topic of today's presentation um, and show what is an SOS-free and unrefined plant-based whole foods lifestyle. And I don't take the word lifestyle easily. It is not a term to just be thrown around because truly a lifestyle means that you do this day in and day out for every breakfast, lunch, and dinner that you're planning for all the snacks that you're eating. And of course, every once in a while, we're going to fall off the wagon, but not too far off the wagon. So when you're eating a plant-based whole foods lifestyle and leading life that way for you and your family, especially your kids who need it more than anybody else, well, it really means that you are going after whole foods that are unrefined, that come in their entire form, so that contains the water, the vitamins, the minerals, the fiber, all of the carbohydrates, um, starches, and absolutely everything, all the amino acids, nothing's been taken out of it because basically it was picked off a tree, a bush, a plant, um, out of the ground, um, dug up, whether it was a root vegetable like a tuber, um, which include, I mean, so many different vegetables. It could be a legume. It could be, I mean, there's just 77,000 different plants on the planet that we can actually eat that are edible. And so if it comes in its whole form, then it's good for you to eat. That is what is considered healthy. And if you choose those foods over the refined foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then you are truly leading a plant-based whole food lifestyle. Now, there is another lifestyle that is considered vegan, vegetarian, and often at presentations, I tend to say, ask people in the audience, I say, you know, are you the active, hardworking, diligent vegan, vegetarian? It doesn't even matter if you're, you know, even a meat eater. Are you the one that is truly the hardworking kind? Are you the lazy kind? And the lazy kind means that you're the one who has been told that a plant-based whole food lifestyle is great. Being vegan is healthy. Being vegetarian is healthier than being a meat eater. All of those things. But... What you haven't done is you haven't taken any of that information and started to do research on it. You've just accepted it. You've been a passive recipient of information. Perhaps it's a trend that you want to follow. Perhaps, you know, one of your, a a supermodel on Instagram said, you know, I'm vegan, you should be vegan. And now um, that's the lifestyle you have. So that's a lazy passive approach to doing that. Those tend to be the people who follow the ketogenic diet or the paleo diet um, and who haven't done you know, I don't want to signal them out, but we have so many people that are following those uh, diets and cleanses and making it a lifestyle, but they haven't dove into the research. And the research has been showing that those ways of living are actually contributing to heart disease. And even if it is the plant-based ketogenic diet, that if it's following the refined version of it versus the whole foods version of it, then what that, what that means is that you're doing the same to create disease in your body, to block your arteries, 
um, to consume these saturated fats that are contributing to our chronic disease epidemics. So you need to truly ask yourself, are you the hardworking kind, the kind that is like doing the research, diving into the journal articles, really looking to see if, you know, there's any legitimacy behind these different ways of eating. Now, I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot and say, you know what, it's great to try all of these different things too. You can try it on for size for a little while, but what you need to know is, is it the kind of thing that you can do long term? Now, the one and only lifestyle that I have seen that works long term and that contributes to longevity that and longevity means that it allows you to live a long, vibrant, healthy lifestyle full of optimum health, energy, vitality, endurance, and it allows you to live that way in well past 100 years old. And it doesn't mean you get to live that way, but live that way hooked up to machines, live that way hooked up to medications, having multiple surgeries. Um, it truly means living that way when you're healthy, you're vibrant, you are free of disease. Now you may ask yourself, well, you know, as you age, people tend to naturally get these diseases anyway. Yes, in the populations that don't live a true SOS-free, unrefined, plant-based, whole foods lifestyle. So in the communities, which are called Blue Zone communities, you can look at Dan Bootner's work. He has an incredible book called Blue Zones. They have a cookbook now. He's got a TED Talk. There's no reason to not know about Blue Zone communities and start changing your lifestyle over to be a Blue Zones household. Or you might just be a Blue Zones individual. But really, the science is out there. They did all of this research to show that there's communities around the world, even in what we'll call developed, civilized communities. Um, I hate those words, but you know, in these communities where people live in cities, they're not just tribes, people living in the Himalayan mountains up north where they've never seen uh, colonialized food. They have, but they choose not to eat it. And so they live by the principles of a whole foods, plant-based, unrefined lifestyle, and they live into their hundreds. Um, some of them are living to be like 113. And there's many factors that contribute to that, but diet is a huge part of that. So that's the kind of lifestyle that we promote at the Green Mustache, that we promote at Richer Health, that we promote and that I promote and teach my clients uh, through the consulting I work I do to help people reverse their chronic disease. So I'm going to give you some examples because I tend to get a lot of questions like, well, I eat potato flour. Yes, potato is not meat. It is not uh, refined. But the minute you turn it into a flour, you've denatured it. You've completely denatured it. It doesn't contain the water content anymore. It doesn't, it's lost now some of its minerals. The minute it gets turned into a flour, it gets exposed to light, to heat, um, to other gases and chemicals, and it denatures it. It's not a potato. You can never take that potato flour and whip it up with some water and some of those missing elements and ever create a potato again. The same thing as an apple. If you are eating um, apple fruit roll-ups, and this is a true story, we had a politician come to Whistler and her child has type 1 diabetes. So when they first learned this, they had to go to training sessions for parents to teach their kids how to eat good, clean, whole foods that won't uh, spike the insulin levels and that'll keep the child on the up and up with type 1 diabetes. And 
in the session with another family that was there, um, their child was actually taken away from them because the parents couldn't grasp the fact that you couldn't feed fruit roll-ups to their child that had type 1 diabetes. And they were saying, but the only ingredient is apple. So to create a fruit roll-up, and if nobody knows what that is, it's basically a dehydrated sugar roll. And you can make it out of any kind of fruit, any kind of berry, you could technically make it out of vegetables. And what you would be doing is, you know, um, blending up these vegetables, you might add sugar to it, or you might not, you don't have to, and then you're going to dehydrate it. Now, the minute you do that, you have taken out all the water, which dilutes all of those minerals and vitamins and the sugar, especially. And what you end up with is a concentrated version of that apple. And it takes multiple apples to be able to create the fruit roll up versus if you just ate the apple that contained everything in it. So that's an example of um, the difference between refined food and um, and unprocessed whole food. So it's important to know that because it's easy to get misled by the marketing. Now, the marketing, the millions and I should say billions of dollars that are spent on marketing foods to people, it is incredible. I mean, there's psychologists and behavioral change agents and sociologists. And, um, you know, there are people who study neuroscience. There are people who are studying addiction that are all part of trying to figure out what is going to get you to eat more of that package process refined food. And then of course they have, do they bring in the graphic designers and the copywriters to come up with the language that's going to convince you that that packaged processed food is healthy for you when it is absolutely not. Now, when you read those labels, it could look like no fat added, no sugar added, no salt added. But if it's a dehydrated product, now you're consuming sometimes, you know, two to 10 times more sugar fat, all of those things, even if the fat's not added. So then you end up consuming more, but again, the water's taken out. So it doesn't fill you up as much. So you end up eating sometimes three, four, five times more food than calories than you would have if you had actually just eaten the whole food itself. And it's so important to get our water from our food, not from water bottles necessarily. When I work with clients and they want to reverse a chronic disease, they actually don't drink any water. All of their water comes from the soup that they eat, the baked goods that they eat, the stewed foods that they make, the salads, and the juices that they drink. And they get more than enough water. And in fact, we find that they don't drink any water um, other than what's naturally occurring in the food. And all of a sudden, their ability to stay hydrated lasts. It's maintained. They don't have that thirsty feeling like a lot of people have even after drinking eight glasses of water. When we're just drinking glasses of water, but we're not fueling ourselves with the collagen and the fiber and the starch and carbohydrates and the sugars and all the vitamins and minerals that come in the whole foods, you end up being depleted in nutrients because that water just acts like a like a, um, a a hose going through your body and it actually strips your body of nutrients. So it's really, really important for all those people who are drinking their bottles and liters and liters of water a day that if you are eating a plant-based whole food diet, you'll never need to drink the water and you will be hyper hydrated. And there's a whole entire science between dehydration and hydration that you can dive into. And again, a good place to start is Google 
scholar. Now, hydration is explained really well and dehydration is explained really well in Catherine Alexander's book, Nutritional Healing. I encourage everybody to get a copy of that, especially if you want to dive deep into the science of hydration and dehydration. We'll put the links below in the show notes. And um, let's get back to the um, plant-based whole food and what unrefined food looks like. The easiest way that I can get people to understand the difference between a whole plant-based unrefined diet is by telling you to not purchase anything that comes in a package. Now, you might think, what? How is that possible? But it is very possible to do. And the way you do that is you don't get to shop in any of the aisles of the grocery store. You only shop in the perimeter. Now, a lot of people will call me and write to me and say, "Uh, yeah, but the cheese and meat and deli sections on the perimeter. Yeah, that is a no-no. That's a no-go area. You stick to the produce section. And there are hundreds of different types of produce in the produce section. And I'm guaranteeing you probably haven't even eaten 70 to 80% of that diversity and abundance of food that's there. I can just picture right now the green section of our very tiny grocery store. And there's everything in there from parsley and cilantro and Italian parsley and kale and three or four different types of lettuces. Then there's, of course, chard, two different types of chard. There's inner beet greens. There's turnips and turnip greens. There are carrots and beets. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And then the other place to shop in the grocery store is the grain section. A lot of people are anti-grain and definitely for the first four weeks of our metabolic nutritional therapy that we teach, you don't eat grains because we're trying to restrict the excess protein that you're eating. Um, the grains are hard to digest uh, for somebody who has chronic disease, irritable bowel syndrome, um, poor digestive health, which is where most chronic disease stems from. So they minimize the grains for four to six weeks or the grains, sorry, for four to six weeks and then we introduce them afterwards. So really, truly, you can shop in the produce section. Every single day you're going to eat potatoes for lunch and dinner. You're going to have a big, abundant, fresh, raw salad. So you're going to be getting some raw vegetables. All your snacks can be raw or they can be cooked. For breakfast, you're going to have a big bag of oatmeal that you keep in your cupboard and you make a bowl of oatmeal every day with beautiful stewed fruit of any type or some fresh fruit on the side. Now for Um, lunch and dinner as well. You're going to eat these wonderful soups and stews and baked dishes and um, long and low cooked dishes on the stove. But again, everything comes out of the produce section. And in fact, you're going to be getting so many nutrients, so many vital, life-saving, life-giving minerals, vitamins, that it really becomes your local pharmacy. Those are your medicine. Um, That's your medicine. Those are your supplements that you're getting. And it all comes from there. So you can eat strictly from the produce section. Now, not buying anything with a label, the second thing people often say to me when I tell them that, they say, well, there's a bag of potatoes there. Should I get the bag of potatoes? It has a label on it. And yes, the ingredient is a one ingredient item and it says potatoes. And I would argue that it's much better to get the potatoes that haven't been washed three times over, put in a bag, often sprayed with a chemical that stops it from um, aging and rotting faster. And instead, 
get the box of potatoes that are exposed to the air that are still coated in some dirt that came directly from the farmer's fields, were brushed clean, put in a box, and then grab those potatoes and use them. They are going to have been picked um, most recently. They're going to be fresher. They're going to have more vital nutrients, and they're still going to be coated in dirt, which means there's still active life force happening between the environment, the dirt, the microbiome surrounding the potato, and everything that happens inside the potato. And so you're going to go home and wash that. Um, You don't have to scrub it, please. Don't peel your vegetables, especially, I mean, most of your squashes even can be eaten with the and cooked with the skins on and consumed that way. There's so many vital nutrients just under the lining of the skin of your fruits and vegetables that you want to be eating those. And the minute you scrub them too hard, you expose them to light, you expose them to air, and that starts to denature the product itself, the fruits and vegetables themselves. So you don't want to be scrubbing your vegetables vegetables too much. Of course, you're not going to eat the skins on your lemons and oranges um, and grapefruit, but some people do dehydrate those and use them as a special seasoning and garnish on some of their meals. So that's something that you could do. Now, talking about the plant-based whole food diet that is unrefined, Again, you know, you might grab a jar of peanut butter and say, well, it's just peanuts or a a jar of almonds and say, well, it's just almonds that have been blended. Again, when something has been blended and then stored in a jar and then put on a shelf for a year, it is not the same thing as getting nuts that were freshly picked, um, dried, and then you can you soak them and then consume them. Very, very different experience. If you were to take the nuts in your house and then turn them into almond butter by blending them in a blender or putting them through a special juicer that makes nut butters like the Norwalk juicer, then yeah, go ahead and do that if you... um, you know, if you feel that you need those extra nuts and seeds. Again, on the Gerson therapy, which is the metabolic nutritional regenerative therapy that I teach, people don't eat nuts and seeds. Again, because they're too high in fat, they're too high in amino acids, which get converted into protein in the body. They slow the body's ability to heal. They act as an enzyme inhibitor. So there's absolutely no nuts and seeds um, for the life of the therapy while you're doing it. But again, this is for people who have chronic disease or cancer and they're up against a clock. They don't want to have the chronic disease and cancer anymore. They want to try and reverse it. That's why they're going to do everything and anything to do that, which is, which does mean eliminating the nuts and seeds. And there's a whole host of other reasons why nuts and seeds aren't included on the therapy, but we're not getting into that now. Because I know that we have a diversity of listeners out there. Not everybody's in there to reverse out there to reverse their disease. And so consuming, you know, a small, small, small handful, like we're talking about six almonds, maybe max a day, um, a few cashews, maximum a day, one Brazil nut, maybe maximum a day. And I'm not recommending that you even eat them, but I'm saying you shouldn't be consuming more than that if you're one of those people to go out there and have nuts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You'll notice a tremendous shift in your ability to heal, to lose weight, to to reverse skin conditions, to get rid of migraines and everything when you cut out those high, um, they're nutrient dense for sure, but they're also high fat, high protein foods. Now, 
I hope that helps you to understand what a plant-based whole food lifestyle is. So again, if it's in a box, a package, a bag, if it's been denatured, dehydrated, um, at the end of the day, you have changed the chemical properties of that food. It's not the same as eating it when it has the full water content intact and all the minerals and nutrients um, and enzymes that haven't been exposed to heat or to light. Um, or, you know, to any other elements that an environment that can cause it to be denatured. Now let's talk about the SOS free diet for the next few minutes. This is going to be a much shorter podcast, um, these solo podcasts, but again, it's just to introduce you into different topics so you can understand them deeply. And these solo podcasts usually stem from questions that I get from our audience and from my clients and our customers at the green mustache. Now let's talk about the SOS free diet. When I was at two plant-based physicians conferences in the States this past year, everybody there, you know, came out showing that the research shows that the refined sodium, refined oil, and refined sugar, so that's SOS, um, free diet. So when the refined sodium, oil, and sugar is removed from the diet, then, and obviously replaced by more fruits and vegetables, that are eaten in their whole forms, whether cooked or raw, well, that's the studies show that that increases to longevity. It decreases morbidity, your chance of dying earlier. Now, I find this very fascinating that all of these researchers and scientists were presenting these studies at the conference, and ultimately, that is what the Gerson therapy is. Dr. Max Gerson came up with the original SOS-free diet back in 1918. And for the last 100 years, that's been what that's what has been taught to thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people around the world over the last 100 years to reverse their cancer and chronic disease. This is truly regenerative medicine. And so as people, some people will ask me, you know, but what about the oil? I need the fat. I need the oils. It's really good for my brain. Now, Rest assured, there is fat in every single living um, food that is out there. Anything that grows on the planet is made up of fat molecules because fat is a building block of life. It's in lettuce, it's in green onions, it's in um, olives picked off the tree, hence olive oil. It is in grapefruit. It is in you know all the citrus fruits. It's in all the root vegetables. We can extract oil out of everything, but extracting the oil again exposes it to its environment and to the elements that then causes it to go rancid, it denatures it. You need to eat the fat from your fruits and vegetables and from your nuts and seeds and from anything that's out there. You need to eat it in the context of the whole food. Removing the fat alone and consuming it, that contributes to things like heart disease and diabetes and chronic disease. You need to consume that fat in its whole form. So SOS free oil-free is an important part of it. Now, the sodium, a lot of people will say to me, but I don't even put salt on my food. But again, if you're not eating that unrefined plant-based whole food lifestyle, then what's happening is everything that is packaged, everything that is processed, everything that comes in a box, it most likely contains sodium and multiple different versions of it because of the fact that sodium is a preservative. And so that's what allows the food to stay in a package on a shelf for two months, six months, eight months, sometimes longer, years and years, especially canned food. So 
unless you're in a war-torn country and there's an earthquake and a tsunami and a hurricane coming and you have a bunker of food, you know, obviously you're not going to store fresh fruits and vegetables down there. You might be better off to store dehydrated fruits and vegetables because then at least you don't have to add the salt or the sugar to it. But if you have canned food down there and box food that down there, chances are it's smothered in different types of sodium molecules and compounds to preserve that. So you're still getting sodium. There's a wonderful book called The Dorito Effect. I encourage everybody to read it because you'll get to learn about how your food is processed and manufactured and as well all the marketing that goes around um, convincing people how to purchase these products, you know, saying it's low in sodium, it doesn't contain fat, all of that, when actually it does. And often a lot of these ingredients, the oils and the salts and the refined sugars are given alternative names. And so therefore you don't know um, that when you're looking at the package and it says things like salt-free, well, they've already labeled other salt compounds with different names, other sugar compounds with different names, the oils with different names. And so you don't even know what you're consuming. So it's really important at the end of the day, if you want to stand any chance of reversing your cancer and chronic disease, you have to get off all of the crack. And it really is addictive food. Sodium, oil, and sugar, it is a hit to your brain like no other drug. It is definitely is like mini hits of dopamine and serotonin, the feel good molecules. So every single time you smell something sweet or salty, you taste something sweet or salty or oily, it makes you feel good. And your brain is wired for efficiency. So it says go and get the high sodium, high fat, high sugar foods, all those processed foods, because you need to eat less of it to get massive doses of the oil sugar and salt. And so you have to chew less. And when you have to chew less, then you digest less. And when you digest and chew less, then you're using less energy. And at the end of the day, we are human beings that are wired for efficiency. We are wired for pleasure and instant gratification. So you're going to have to break those patterns in your taste buds, those patterns in your brain, and you need to get off the crack entirely. No more refined sugar, no more refined salt, no more refined sugar. And if you do that for three weeks, what you're going to find is that your taste buds are going to regrow. And when you go to taste those foods again, which I hope you don't, it's going to feel like poison in your mouth. You're going to be like, what? This food is so salty. It's so sweet. It's so oily and greasy, whereas before your brain was wired to get more and more and more of it. This, These three compounds are what contribute to your addiction. And you need to do a check-in with yourself. So when I use the word addiction, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is alcoholic, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, prescription medication addiction, uh, sex addiction, all, you know, it might even be sports addiction. Maybe you'll think about all of those things first before you actually realize that there's a high probability that you're addicted to food as well and that you're addicted to salt, sugar, and oil. So kick the salt, sugar, and oil addiction, and you're going to see your health turn around so quickly. In a future podcast, we're going to be bringing on this wonderful guy who reversed his psoriasis by kicking his salt, sugar, and oil and refined food addiction. And it took him six weeks um, to see a fundamental shift in his psoriasis. And it took three months for his psoriasis, head to toe, bleeding, oozing, cracking psoriasis to be gone for good. 
And, you know, I have similar stories for people who suffer from migraines and diabetes and heart disease and infertility. When we have a high salt, high sugar, high oil diet, what happens is it also probably means you have a high refined food diet. And when you have a high refined food diet, then it means you have a low nutrient diet. It means you're getting not enough nutrients into your body. And so the first organ system to shut down is your reproductive system. Because if you don't have enough nutrients in your body to support your own body and keep it free of disease, then your body is going to say, no way can you produce a baby and bring it into this world. So your reproductive system shuts down. I mean, all of these foods combine when it's refined, salty, oily, sugary, and it has all of these other preservatives in there and chemicals and you're not getting enough nutrients, well, it's gonna affect your hormone system, your immune system, not just your organ systems, but collectively everything shuts down and you don't have the ability to even conceive a baby. So what we see when clients turn towards this lifestyle of unrefined, SOS-free, plant-based, whole foods, eating, all of a sudden their reproductive organs kick in sperm count goes up. All of a sudden the eggs are able to release and um, enter into a blocked free fallopian tube and make its way down to the uterus and conception can take place. It's remarkable. And the same goes for other types of chronic diseases as well. So I encourage everyone out there if you don't believe me, dive into the books. You can read, you know, Michael Greger's book, Eat to Live, or sorry, How Not to Die. Read Joel Furman's book, Eat to Live. You can read Neil Bernard's books on reversing heart disease, diabetes, um, all dif- different types of chronic diseases. Again, using exactly everything that I've been talking about. Fortunately, there are hundreds of doctors now around the world that have read the research and have seen that for 200 plus years, we've known that an SOS-free, plant-based, whole foods, unrefined lifestyle is the way to stay healthy. And uh, thank goodness it's mainstream again, and you can follow this. So now that you've heard this, you can't unhear this, you can't unknow it. So I encourage you, just give it a try for three weeks, or you can even get our book, The Eat Real to Heal book, and try it out for five weeks, because after five weeks, you're going to create such incredible habits in your home and in your body. You're going to you're gonna undergo behavior changes that you're going to see results from. And when you see those results, that gives you the motivation to keep going. So we encourage you to do our Eat Real to Heal program. You can get the book on Amazon. It's been a number one new release for months and months now since it came out. It's already helped so many people reverse their endometriosis and skin conditions and diabetes and heart disease. And we've had so many wonderful people write to us and tell us these um, great healing stories. So I encourage you to get the book. If you don't want to get my book, get any one of those other books. We're going to list lots of books below in the show notes. And as well, our website has um, so much information, documentaries that you can read um, books that you can get, get the audiobooks and listen, listen to them in, in the car, stop watching Netflix and instead watch those documentaries. Um, you know, put your music on hold for a little while, even though we know music is healing, but listen to the podcast that we share with you, not just my podcast, but other podcasts like Rich Roll's podcast, Zach Bush's podcast. There's so many great bo- um, podcasts out there. So try it on for size. Let me know what you think. If you do the five week eat real to heal program, Let me know your healing stories because I know you're going to heal and we'd love to have you on the podcast. So thanks for staying with me, learning the difference between 
a refined plant-based whole food diet and an unrefined plant-based whole food diet. We're also going to present an article that was published just recently. We'll put that information below, which also shows that an unrefined plant-based whole food lifestyle keeps you healthy for decades and decades so you can live long and well without chronic disease into whole into old age versus a refined plant-based whole food diet which actually contributes to disease so that's the end of this podcast thanks for staying with us and i can't wait to share our next podcast with you next week have an amazing day have an amazing week and be well